Welcome back to another episode of On Notice. God is in the room, we're on the couch, and these are conversations that matter. Listen closely so you cannot say that you did not know. You are about to be put on notice. So the tape has played and we are back for episode 34. Today, the backdrop of our conversation with one another and with y'all, our fellow travelers, is our financial focus, thus rounding out our basics of balance introduction. Um, And if you're joining us for the first time, it's okay to press pause and go back and get caught up. Or if you want to take a chance, I challenge you to listen in reverse order and start with the financial focus and go back and hear how we've talked about relationships and our physical well-being. And then lastly, ending with our spiritual focus. And I think doing so will make the case for why we started there in the first place. Uh, But nonetheless, we are here to talk about our financial focus. And it is ironic that I'm leading this episode. So as someone who likes to avoid some things, I'm going to delay the entry a little bit by just asking how you're doing, Sai. What have you been up to? (laughs) Join the conversation. I don't even know if I said what's up, y'all. I'm Drew, and I'm also here with somebody else. (laughs) And it's your girl, Sai. It's all right. We're really trying to avoid this financial conversation. Uh, As I give my updates for this week or this month, I don't know how long it's been since we last recorded, I'm going to... um, give an update in every focus except for financial. Um, <laughs> okay. okay, okay. And so for physical, I have been on my gym grind. I paused. I went to Dallas, y'all, a couple weeks ago, and I was doing so good up until the moment I got to Dallas that I got to Dallas. I actually did work out one time, and then that was it. And when I got back, I didn't work out again for two weeks, y'all. And when I tell mm. you that I jumped in, And my trainer was just like, I don't care. You're going to work hard. And I'm going to pretend like you've been working out all these last two weeks because you should have been working out these last two weeks. So I'm sore and I'm tired, um, but I need it for my mental health. Like I was so out of whack for the last two weeks and I wasn't sleeping well. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't, I wasn't well. And so now that I'm back in the gym, I'm in pain, but I feel better. I feel uh, emotionally better. I feel mentally better. And so I'm going to keep that up. Do you have any physical updates for us before I transition? I would say uh, you when you came to Dallas, when, when you all left, and shout out to you. I saw you. I just like prepped up on you like one day on my back, little stoop stretching and catching mm-hmm. your son. And I was like, you go, girl. I'm committing to your, <laughs> um, to your, what you said that you would do. I also fell off just because... I've been like in this cycle of just busy and I, yeah. I won't even, I won't belabor the point, but I've also been back on it the last couple of weeks and I met my April challenge. Um, and I've, I, my body, I'm surprised. Like I didn't just fall out, but my body, like there <laughs> were days, like multiple days where I wasn't drinking water. Oh, no. um, and you know what that looks like when you go to the bathroom, y'all. 
So I just wasn't well. I was like, this isn't good. So I'm back on my water. I've got my water here for the recording. Um, so yeah, that's my that's my physical update. I like that you're putting it into the buckets for us. So what you got next? Wonderful. What's your next so update? For spiritual, which I probably should have started with spiritual, but I'm physically sore right now. So it's top of mind. Uh, for spiritual, I've been, uh, I started Bible study. We have like seasonal Bible studies. And so it, one just got started. So I've been going since they began and we're focused on uh, first John and really just unpacking that diving very deeply. Um, and it's on Tuesdays. So that's been really nice at the end of my work day to spend time with other folks. It's virtual. Um, so I get to just be in the comfort of my home and on zoom and still really unpacking the word of God, which has been lovely. Um, and it's just allowed me, it's really helped me strengthen my convictions Yes. Oh, I'm so proud of us. So my spiritual update, I also am in a small group and it's a group of, I met this girl. Her name is Bree. Shout out to Bree. Love you girl. Um, through, I just started talking to her one day at church. I've been doing that since I was a kid. We went to a small group together, uh, but it just didn't work for our schedules and she wanted to go deeper. So she created another group. And so I'm meeting with women from the West coast to the East coast twice a week. Girl, when you talk about not wanting to go twice a week at 8 30. Um, and right now we're doing a study. I think you read the book Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Did you have you read it yet? Love it. Yes. Yeah. So we have, she has a study. And so we're going through that, watching the videos, and it's grounded in Philippians 2. And it's really just talking about how we get out of our head by just reminding ourselves of, of the goodness of God. And um, just really from the perspective of Paul, who was imprisoned when he was writing this letter. And if, if a man who is in prison still is able to find joy, how, um, how much more opportunity is, is available for us. And so I'm, I'm thankful because I think it's in, in alignment with one, what I need spiritually. And then two, what I just need practically of just bringing all of my thoughts to a settled place so that I can organize them and move forward. So I'm grateful for that. And it's an, also a way to meet that relational connection that I've been needing. So uh, how have you been connecting relationally, Sai? Perfect. Um, I think, again, just spending time with my sister, family, she uh, just had her prom and is also working on her graduation speech. So just like a lot of end of year things that are happening. So spending a lot of time with her. And then I'm actually starting to enjoy Raleigh, y'all. I, mm. I didn't think I would, but I think the more that I just do the things that I like to do um, and I invite other people into those spaces with me, I get to build those relationships and it's been exciting. So um, leaning into my gifts, spending time, doing open mics, um, poetry, but also I've been throwing a little of vocals in there as I go just to like see what I can do and like break the ice and like not feel so uncomfortable. Um, and so I do the open mic weekly and then just like all these other things that because I'm doing it weekly, I'm also consistently writing. And so that also just like helps my mental clarity. Um, and I just feel like I have all of the things out of me that I need to get out of me. And that's wonderful. Um, and I think the more that I lean into my gifts and the things that I was like created to do, the more that I think it will ultimately lead to our financial focus um, because I was actually paid to do a speaking engagement when I was in Dallas. Um, and I just think, you know, it's because you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing. 
that God will provide in those spaces if that's really, really where you're supposed to be. Um, and I'm also going to have my first feature. I'll be my first feature. I'll, I'll be a feature artist at a show this coming weekend for the first time ever. So like, that's really exciting. So I just think leaning into my gifts, enjoying the things that I enjoy and just doing them wholeheartedly um, has allowed me to build my tribe and some people in Raleigh um, when I just didn't expect to like this city very much, y'all. But it's also becoming summer, so it might just be the season. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I just, oh, I'm so happy for you. And what I, what I hear is like, you decided. You decided yeah. that you were going to make this experience yours. It wasn't going to happen to you. You weren't just going to like fall into whatever came your way. Like you are grabbing literally life by the balls. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So our, your, your little sister and my little cousin are the same age. And so we went through um, prom as well. Now we are gearing up for graduation, May 19th, you know, get in the, you know, invitations sent out and party planning and doing all of that. So trying to be in relationship with the children in my home and not just pass them by being very intentional about that. Um, I went to, I traveled to Atlanta last, was it just last week? Two weeks Mm -hmm. ago now for a wedding. And it was like a mini high school reunion. And that was just a great, a great time. I was there for one night only. Um, So I, I, it also just speaks to how like relational, the relational focus is probably one of my greatest pushes in this season of of my life and I didn't realize with just how much I struggled with avoidance until I went back and listened to our last episode so again press pause if you don't know what I'm talking about so I really struggle with some avoidance and I'm unpacking that with my therapist so we are in a great space yeah Um, and I'm really going in having courageous conversations in different spaces just based on what I'm um what I'm processing there so I'm grateful to, to kind of, like you said, go into summer, be excited about connecting with other people and just what's possible. But I'm glad to see that the basics of balance mm-hmm. is useful, you know, is useful for us and helping us to get towards a healthy space. Um, but we've got to dive into the financial focus. Ooh. And I love that you said that you were in your bag uh, through a, a speaking engagement, but we also did handle a little financial business before we hit record today. So you can give we yourself- did. You can give yourself that. So before we dive deeper into the conversation side, we always like to just start by just how we define financial focus here at OMB and then giving our travelers a scripture that they can anchor themselves to. So can you, you share that with us? Absolutely. And I think, you know, all of our descriptions for every single basic of balance are as much aspirational as they will eventually be practical. (laughs) And so for uh, financial focus, we really define that in the way that wealth is a tool of earthly liberation and generosity. And if we spend wisely and own nothing and live within our means, that we're able to prepare for familial legacies and community impact. And that's our goal in doing this work. Um, Now, are we doing all of those things right now? Maybe not. Um, are we doing them a small way? Absolutely. And as we continue to delve into this focus and really live by the basics of balance, the more that that statement will be true. And we steep that in the scripture from Luke um, 1611. And this is a new uh, living translation. And it reads, and if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? Um, 
and and that's really what it's about really doing right by the things that you're given now um and then going from there so Ugh, that's how know, we're grounding ourselves girl sometimes i feel like scripture is just so disrespectful like <laughs> Gosh, are you untrustworthy with worldly wealth? That's the question. Am. <laughs> am. So am. am. Oh, but that is why we are making it a focus and, yep. and working towards being good stewards so that the, the Lord sees us as trustworthy with heavenly riches. So one of the greatest tools that we've been working on in the last five years or so is just a budget. And so I'm curious to know how your relationship with your budget has been. Are you, do you feel like you're at a place where you have a budget that meets your needs? Do you check in with it? What's your process? Yeah, I think, so I, shout out to one of my good friends. We, he like helped me create a whole entire like Excel sheet budget. And it was like, I still use it to this day. It's been like three years. And it's really helpful just to like be, month at a glance like what what is the money coming in what is the money going out um that i'm expecting to go out uh now i know sometimes months things happen and different things come out than what i was expecting but to have that plan and at least know what i'm working against is really helpful um i think that as my expenditures become more stable and consistent i look at my budget less because it's like the same thing that you spent last month is what you've got to spend this month and if you're not spending that, like we need to, then I'm going to go look at my budget. It's like, why, why am I spending more on X, Y, and Z thing all of a sudden? So like for the past yeah. couple of months, I've been going to these, uh, <laughs> I've been going to open mics and different events, spending a little more money at the bar or even in gas, just like getting to more places. And I'm like, okay, why is my budget out of whack? Oh, you've been doing these other extra things. And so that's a moment that's like, you definitely need to pause, go back to your budget, reflect, figure out. A, if these are expenditures you need to have, and if they are, what what is it at the expense of? What are you sacrificing by not, um, by choosing to spend on this, what are you sacrificing and not spending on? And is that okay with you? Love it. What about you? I took notes down while you're talking, same as last month. I, I, that's the issue for me. Nothing is the same month to month. Um, and that's just like unexpected and, and for the most part me. So. I'm taking that note with me. I also, I can't shout out any friend. I don't know where I got it from. I know I didn't Google it. Somebody gave it to me, but I also have a spreadsheet that I use. And the one thing that I'll, I'll add to the conversation is I am, have tried to, to get in the habit of like going to the table and sitting down every Friday because I'm somebody, I have to watch my money because it's just like, as long as it's not zero and it's in the negatives, like I've got money and that life mm -hmm. just doesn't function that way. Um, again, the irony, I don't know why I'm leaving this episode today. So <laughs> I, I have to get to the table every Friday and I have to go through and look at everything from credit cards to debit cards to see what I spent and I have to bucket it into, okay, did I eat, did I eat out? Was this groceries? Was this shopping? Um, was this, you know, miscellaneous that I need to bucket it into? Because I think I have to, my budget isn't working if I don't know what I'm spending month to month, you know, it's just kind of yeah. like a, a, a a compliance measure. And so committing myself to that space has really been eye-opening for me and just how much I splurge here and there on um, a meal out and it's no big deal, a pair of shoes, no big deal. 
um, a plane ticket, no big deal, but all of those no big deals have, have busted, you know, my, my luxury, my anti-luxury budget. That's not in the budget. You, you busted mm-hmm. the budget. So I haven't though, in full transparency, really consistently done that all, all year. And I will make excuses around my schedule and whatnot, but it's something that I know that I have to get back to, um, in, in order to be financially well. And so I know that, you know, we started the conversation with a very technical tool, like a budget, but I want us to transition the conversation to more of like the philosophical, how we relate to money, how we relate to um, how we secure our money. And I know that was like a big, I guess, revelation for me was I was always, my, my, my career was my means to my financial well-being so therefore I need to advance in my career to advance my financial well-being and so Mm -hmm. therefore getting myself into this rat race and we know that we went on a journey of minimalism and so now we're kind of like settling into ourselves and what we believe about work and what we believe about money and our finances so where are you kind of at philosophically with your finances yeah, and I, I actually think about this more more often than I imagined that I would after doing this financial um, sort of deep dive with the inventory. I just recognize that I do think about money and my philosophy around money quite consistently. And I honestly believe there's just so much money in the world that it will come to me. Like I'm not str- like, I think in the day-to-day, if like there's a bill that I need to get paid like that one instance might stress me, but overall, I just believe that I will get more money mm-hmm. and I'm not, I'm not too concerned that like, there'll be a moment where I just can't make any money at all. And that I won't be able to survive. Like, I don't, I don't see that. I don't think that for myself. Um, however, I think that's where like being good with your budget really comes in or planning and having that safety net. So you don't have to be so, um, sort of captivated by the tethered. money. You could, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be tethered to it. Um, but yeah, I just think money's gonna come and being able to view money as something that can come easily and go easily has left, le- allowed me to not be so attached to it and not um, feel stress around it for the most part. I am someone who I, I know I've shared on previous episodes. I don't have any student loan debt because I went to college in the state of Georgia and we had the Hope Scholarship. I don't even know if they still have it now. I hope so. Hope so for y'all. Yeah. Um, and then grad school was paid for. So I thank God. All And I still carry debt. All of the debt that I carry is consumer debt. And I have two instances in this debt journey have had it completely paid off by my mm-hmm. father completely paid off. And so I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to figure out like, what is it? What is the psychology there that, um, that gets me to a place of freedom that so many people would crave and that I crave for myself and then, um, and then go, go right back into it. And it's something that then can then create stress for me when you think about interest rates and, you Mm -hmm. know, I've gone out and gotten gig jobs like driving for Amazon and whatever so so what is that like what is wrong with you girl and (laughs) (laughs) um 
I know part of it is just like nature and nurture. Like I, my, my parents literally got it out of the mud. Um, and like, I did not want for anything. And so I think as an adult, like, shoot, why should I want for anything? Mm-hmm. That's again, it's like, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to live in the reality that I actually live in. Yeah. Um, and I also know that a wealthy man is coming to period. <laughs> Amy. He is. I really, I just, and like you said, like, you just have a feeling like, I just feel like I'm just not supposed to, um, just, just not supposed to be broke, but, 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 but ladies and gentlemen, the tough life. (laughs) I love it. I love it. And I know that I'm operating from a, a ton of privilege, ton of privilege. And just like saying that and feeling that and like walking in the experiences that I've walked in. But I also have to go back to the scripture that we started this whole conversation with. Like, are you like untrustworthy with worldly wealth? And I think that there's some root of that is like, this is mine. Like Mm. this is, this is my money to spend as I want. It will come, it will go. But no, like this is something that is passing through my fingertips. So that's something that passing through my fingertips that I will save and invest and do all of those Mm -hmm. things that I know that I need to do so I am very much someone who like I know what I got to do um but I I will give myself credit we can transition we'll transition the conversation to talking about you mentioned um like you're beginning to think about savings and you're beginning to think about the future and we know that something that's important to important to us as we define is like familial legacy and being able mm-hmm. to make a community impact so what are the different ways that you're thinking about saving what are the different maybe practical ways that you're approaching that these days i set up systems so that i don't have to think about how the system works or I don't have to think about making smart choices because I already know based on 29 years of life and at least 15 of those where I was using money that like, you're probably not going to make a smart choice with this money. Um, And so my paycheck, like the moment that it hits my bank account, it already separates into like three different cards. And so there's one card that I know that this little purple card I can use for all my fun money. And this, card over here, I actually don't physically have it. It doesn't exist in real life. And it's just like an emergency card. And so if I ever need anything, then that means that I'm gonna have to like transfer money and really think about like, hey girl, what are you doing? Why is this happening? Because this shouldn't be money you need to take. Um, So it's like a very clear saved bucket. And I don't have a card that I carry that matches that. Um, And then I've got like my bills and regular money that just like goes to my standard bank account card. Um, and that keeps me on track and it allows me to really save the money I'm supposed to save, spend and have fun with the money I'm supposed to spend and have fun with, and then um, pay the bills with the, the other with the other card. And then for the most part, I try to auto draft all of my bills um, and just having those three cards and it's really two physical cards and one imaginary card has really helped me. So I just know, girl, your purple card ran out. That means you ain't got no more money to have fun with. And if you don't like that, and it's only three days into the week, (laughs) then you probably should readjust how you're spending your fun money. But I don't have to readjust my entire budget to make that happen. I just readjust how I spend on this particular card, which is a lot less money than what is on everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are my practical things. And I think, of course, just like basic things, investing like the full max that your your employer will do for your 401k, that kind of thing. 
Um, I had like a financial advisor really work, walk with me through that. Cause like, I just, it's not a ministry. I don't understand it. I don't know about it. And I learned a little bit enough to like have a basic understanding of what my portfolio looks like, but I am not like a trader by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so I'm not really heavy into like stocks or anything like that, but I understand my mm -hmm. basic portfolio that I have and where they place my money. Um, and like, what is it, what it is expected that I'll be making by the time I'm 50. Cause I put my retirement at 50 and not at 65. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. Um, and if your company is going to match, take it like max that out and get all the free money you can, because it's not yours. Like let them give you that. Um, mm -hmm. so those are the things that I'm doing to make sure that I'm stable. Um, and I can have a good time, spend fun money, but also be set up for the future and what my family needs. And in the immediate term, like what my youngest sister needs, because she's the one who's going to be going to college and we're, we're not in the financial place that we were when I was younger. So like, we're going to have to pay, <laughs> we're going to have to pay for that. So that's, that's what I'm doing. What about you? Yeah, girl. So, um, interesting story about like auto drafting bills. I think I get this honest from my father. Like, he don't like, he don't like electronic, don't do any electronic stuff. But I was like very hesitant to get drilled, like get my bills auto-drafted. Cause I was like, I don't want you to play me. Like, I don't want like, but in reality, like the, wa you, the water, the lights, like yeah. get it auto, get it auto-drafted. You're going to pay it. Even yeah. if you, even if you went over, you're going to pay it, get it auto-drafted. Um, so that was like in my, my mid, my mid twenties, like it was a come to Jesus. I had to like get that out of the way. So definitely I heard you say like auto drafting, streamlining, maxing 401ks, like taking mm -hmm. advantage of all of that. I have, um, I have Barry, he's an old white man that like my company set me up with a long time ago and he's been advising me on my retirement. And so I contribute even outside of my 401k and outside of like my little Texas, whatever, whatever, little, mm -hmm. whatever Texas tries to play you, tries to play mm -hmm. you. But anyway, um, I, I invest monthly in that, that I can also use to pull down from my retirement. And then I can use it as like an insurance policy for my families. Uh, my family members. So I'm excited about that. And we're investigating like different ways that I can explore more of those opportunities, especially while I'm young. Like I had to get yeah. my blood drawn. I had to get like a physical because it's an insurance po policy basically that mm -hmm. I can use as my retirement. So I, I wish I had written what it was down before I came to this conversation, but <laughs> we'll be sure to carry it on. Add it to the notes. Right. Um, Robin Hood. I've been really curious about Robin Hood these days. It's so scary. Everything is tanking, yeah. but I do like just $50 a month just to put myself out there. But I love that you talk to somebody about advising you on where to, to invest. invest yeah. yeah. And even like the platforms, like there's a lot of different platforms that you can invest in. And so really learning which of those Mm -hmm. trading spaces is the right space to be using your putting your money and using your money some of them are more volatile than others um and some companies like might be going under or it's just you just need to do your research we are not financial experts do your research y'all <laughs> I was about to say we're not even going to pretend like hope hopefully as we continue to expand this conversation we'll get some guests on the show right. that will be you able to, to right to shine some light <laughs> Uh, on that. But like you said, I think just partnering with somebody to advise you, if you don't have somebody advising you on your money, like that is, I think the call out that we're making here. Um, I also am, am 
really been thinking a lot about estate planning, just knowing I'm an only child. We talk about how my parents are older. And so just what does it look like to support them um, through their end of life? And um, what does that mean for like my inheritance and how do I steward that well to yeah. support my family and help in other ways? So I'm just really happy that we're thinking about these conversations. I saw something, I saw an article We'll also have to link it about how millennials are thinking more about retirement than our parents did and thinking about saving for the future, knowing that we can't rely on social security, but unsurprising, like these are, these are conversations. I don't know about you, but I don't have these conversations outside of uh, you and I, and a couple Mm -hmm. of my friends that are are married and and have kids. And so Mm -hmm. like, we're really here to start that conversation and encourage us to lean in uh, a little bit more I uh, I know for both of us like the ultimate goal is to have a full life where we can give and we have made so many strides to work towards freedom and that like we both work from home and we were once yeah. like expected to show up to a school building at 6 45 in the morning you know to be on car line duty and and so we've come a long way and we are living in a lot of answered prayers and I know that Absolutely. there are still uh prayers yet realized and so I um I want us to kind of get into this dreaming space of our passions and our gifts and our talents and how one day like either together and individually Mm -hmm. you see opportunities in your life to potentially leverage those passions and gifts for financial well-being do you see any areas in, in your life for that Yeah. I mean, I think I'm definitely going, I think this podcast will make money one day. I'm going to put that on the record right now, whether it is this podcast as it stands or in some other form or fashion, this will make money. Um, And I'm excited about what that looks like going forward in the future and like how our paths will continue to align in order to make this brand on notice more fruitful and life-giving to ourselves and as well as to the world. So that's that on that. Um, And then just like in my personal life, I think this is an extension of that, but just like continuing to write, um, continuing to perform and to be on stages and speaking. um, Those are things that I'm passionate about. And I've always wanted to do those things. And just, it took me a really long time to just like honestly own that I wanted to do those things and that I could be good at those things. Um, And so I believe that those things will make me money one day. I just think anything that you're going to put your time and energy into, you could figure out a way to make money off of it. Um, And I don't, and I, I was reluctant, I think, especially for something like my own development and my own, um, my own processing of trauma and pain and growth. I didn't want to, I didn't want to put a price tag on that. And I don't want to get paid to share how I've grown, but I think being in this podcast and being able to share just those exact same things in a different way. Um, has just like, let me know that it's okay to share those things and it's okay for people to be inspired by those things and want to pay you to to learn more about those things. Um, so I just think ultimately I realized that I do like working. Um, like I, I enjoy having something to do. I enjoy having something to do as much as sometimes I don't want to do the job. Like I can be annoyed with work and still want to work. And I feel good about accomplishing things and about seeing a project come to to fruition. 
Um, and that, that is transferable across many fields and many spaces. So whether it be me finishing a poem and being excited about that work that I've done there or my actual job that pays me today and there's big projects that we're working on and I'm seeing different us hit different milestones and different markers like that excites me and I, I enjoy doing that work and I'll be at it'll be eight o'clock at night and sometimes you know if it's three eight o'clock at night consistently like that's a little too much but if it's every once in a while where I'm like okay I'm gonna crank this out and it's midnight and I'm still working like I'm excited about that and I'm, I'm glad that I'm energized by the work that I'm doing so I don't ever I think when I first started like minimalism and questioning um just the idea of like the American dream, I thought like, actually, I never want to work again. <laughs> and I, I think that that's, I think something different now. I do want to work and I enjoy being able to have something to do and that the things that I do contribute to society in a good way. Um, I just want to be able to do it on my own terms. And I want to know that the money that I'm making, I feel is, is a fair compensation. Um, I think that there's some justice in that. And I go back again to our definition, like the very first line is wealth is a tool of earthly liberation. And mm -hmm. that is what I've always wanted is freedom. Um, and you're like, I, I'm sure I want to work. And I'm like, I'm sure I don't want to work. Uh, but I, hearing you say that I do, I value having something to contribute to, um, something that is meaningful. I can never work for like a corporate head where I don't know how this is make, making impact or furthermore nope. like causing harm like I can't do it no matter how much you pay me um and so I think that's what like draws me to this idea of what are my passions what are my talents what are my gifts like I feel an entrepreneurial pull and I think back we talk about like the things that we like to do when we were younger like I always was making arts crafts lemonade rolling up pieces of paper and dipping them in coffee cream or water like coloring them and selling them to people and so just trying to think about um, the different ways that I can use my talents and gifts to advance certain entrepreneurial ventures that I see in my family so I have an aunt that's a bomb cook and she's transitioned to being vegan and she has a heart for the homeless and so just thinking about like how I might use my gifts and my talents to bring something like that to life and find access to grants and so I'm really excited to explore those opportunities um, in my life. Again, we're talking like all of this is, is aspirational and it's big picture, but what I love is that we're taking steps towards it every single day. I will say that I, um, I'm so grateful now that I have a job that, um, that I love. Like the, the mission of my organization is equity and excellence in community so that we all live a good life. Like what? Uh, so I'm, I'm blessed in that in that regard. So I feel like I can be in this space. I can learn here. I can contribute here and also have enough energy and time to contribute to other spaces like on notice, because yeah. I agree. I will put it on the record here. We will put you on notice that uh, we believe like God will, will uh, bring financial fruit to these efforts either in this season or, or those to come. And I'm excited to see that realized. Um, all right, girl, anything else around our financial focus that is, is on your heart or that you've been thinking about? We talked about a lot here today. Um, and I want us to be able to just like sit with it. I want the audience to be able to sit with it and really just begin to unpack for themselves what their, what their money look, is looking like. 
um, and what they want to do with that money uh, and if they're being good stewards of it here on earth. Um, and I think I just want to acknowledge that our listeners, people who are who are traveling alongside us, you guys are coming, we're all coming from very different spaces. And, you know, even Drew and myself are coming from very different spaces. And so, you know, whether you are um, just getting started and really new to this financial um, stewardship space, or you are true to this and you are a millionaire listening to this po- podcast, like, and if you are, come talk to us so we can get Please. you on the show and teach and some sponsor us. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think I just want to acknowledge, like, we recognize that people are in different spaces and the way that the inventory is set up is not to say that you have to be in any one particular space in order to take that inventory. It really does give you a line of sight into where you are and where you want to go in the future, regardless of where you're starting, because we all start somewhere. Um, so, so that's my challenge to y'all. If you haven't taken the inventory, go back, take the inventory, especially around finances, um, and just think about where you are today and where you want to be in the future. Um, and then let us know how that, how that, what that looks like. Yeah. And speaking of, um, letting us know, you can find us on social media at Unknownest Brand. You want to get access to this inventory and we're working on a little um, special project around our inventory that we'll be talking mm-hmm. about in the coming weeks and months. But you can get access to our inventory right now at onnoticebrand.com. Absolutely. Look at resources tab and you will find it there. And uh, I know that we also have a goal for our listeners and our subscribers. So do you want to le- leave them with that charge? Absolutely. Our goal is to have 50 reviews and subscriptions over the, by the end of this series. Um, So it is, this is our fourth episode. We've given you the introduction to all of the basics of balance. So we're hoping that by the time we check in for next episode, we will have those 50 reviews and subscriptions. Um, If you are on Apple Podcasts, that is where you can write a physical review. If you're on Spotify, you're just going to have to give us that little star, put the bell so that you can know when we're dropping another episode. But all of those things really reinforce uh, that we're doing great work and that people are listening and that what we're talking about, these conversations really do matter, not only to us, but to y'all. And I think a good way is if you have somebody that helps you to be accountable for your finances, somebody that you want to start conversations with about finances, start by just sharing this episode. That's the easiest way to get started. All right. Well, I think that's another episode in the books. We are going to get out of here, y'all. All right, y'all. Love and light. I'm Drew. And it's your girl, Sai. And you have officially been put on on notice. notice.